Welcome to the church family that is lifting lives through living love, inspiring hope, filling with faith, and transforming our world. These recorded messages are made available so that you might have additional opportunities to stay connected with us, and then you might learn and grow in your faith. God bless you as you hear the word today. And now, the message. Our reading today is from Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. May the Lord as blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. So as you know, Pastor Dave and Jamelin and a group of people have traveled to the Holy Land and they'll be traveling back home in the next few days here. So we just ask that you lift them up in your prayers and remember them that they have safe travels home. And in Dave's absence today, we have the privilege of hearing from our conference superintendent, Reverend Dr. Sunita Maiko. And so let's welcome him to Zionsville United Methodist Church. You know, you go to places and then you get welcomed to Kenya with that song. So thank you so much, choir, for you are wonderful music and may God keep you and bless you so you can continue blessing the rest of the world. And I thank you so much for coming to worship today. What a wonderful day. 
to meet with brothers and sisters who love Jesus, who love Jesus, and who love their community. So Pastor Dave decided to punish me today so he can have his traveling time. Thank you, Pastor Dave. God bless you where you are. So brothers and sisters, what voice are you hearing? As I start today, I, I want to challenge us to ask this question. What voice are you hearing? Not only here in Zoundsville, but in our communities where we spend most of our time. Our scripture was very clear, but I also want to ask you, what kind of Christian are you? What kind of Christian am I? What kind of Christian am I? Am I a follower of Jesus? Am I a holier-than-thou person? Am I a seeker? Am I someone who is showing the example of Jesus? And what kind of a church do you want to be? So this is more of introspective questions. They're questions we are asking ourselves about who am I and who are we as a border of Christ? Are we a church that is open to all people, open to to the few, open to those who are outside? Are we inward serving or are we outside, outward serving? So you did not expect to come here today for me to ask you about these questions. But as I was preparing my message, I felt something convicting me that the world we live in has a lot of voices and a lot of anxious moments. People are so anxious. I don't know whether it's because of COVID or what happened, but the world we live in, people are so anxious. People are anxious of something. And I could not be able to put together what that anxiousness is coming from. I have not figured out the source of this anxiousness. But as, as, as we read the scripture from Philippians, the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 8 to 9, whereby Paul writes to the Philippians and saying, and remember this was written when, from prison, someone who is in prison writing this letter. From now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on those, on these things. All that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise. Practice these things, whatever you learned, received, had, or so in us. The God of peace will be with you. I want, I want to underline the concept of peace, shalom. We hear about peace, or peace be with you, or peace be with us, the shalom kem. What This concept of peace is something beyond the peace that we receive when there is tension. There is tension, we stop war, then we have peace, which is more temporal. But the kind of peace that is outlined here is peace that comes from inside. In fact, this scripture, if you read from the first verse, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say rejoice. And you can read the whole chapter. It talks about rejoicing, even though some other versions, they say, be glad Always, and I say be glad. Glad is not as good as rejoice because glad is more temporal. But rejoice is more eternal. There's something in it that God works from within. That peace that is talked about here is the peace that I want to challenge us today. And thank you, choir, for singing about peace.
peace and courage. What does this mean to us? We, the scripture that was read to us, verse 1 says, Moses was taking care of the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. And if you continue reading this scripture, it tells us that as he was leading the flock out to the edge of the desert, he came to God's mountain called Mount Oreb. And as he was there, what happens? The angel appears in the form of flame. This fire, and Moses sees this fire that is not burning the bush. That's weird. And then Moses says, let me check it out. Let me check it out. And as he is moving closer, he hears the voice. And the voice that comes and talks to Moses and says, Moses, Moses, Moses said, here I am. And then says, don't come any closer. I can imagine that voice came, don't come any closer. And Moses got scared, kind of had to move away a little bit from there and listened to hear what is this that is happening? How can the voice come from the burning bush? If you continue reading the whole of this chapter, the verse 7 is my favorite. Verse 7 speaks about something. I have clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I have heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. Know that I've only seen them. But God says, I've seen, I've heard, and I know. I have seen, I have heard, and I know. Brothers and sisters, the Lord this morning is challenging us through my message about what kind of voices are you hearing? Uh, when the message came of talking about peace, the message that we read from Philippians talking about peace, I mentioned this peace that I'm challenging us to start looking at is the peace that you have to experience every day moment. When you wake up in the morning, what do you see in the mirror? You go back to the time you woke up this morning, if you had a mirror somewhere, if you didn't have a mirror, that's okay too. You can go to the bathroom here in the church and see in the mirror and look at yourself and, and, and see the beauty that you bring to the table. And as you look at that mirror, you claim it. You wake up every morning, you claim it. This is the day God has given me. I have to enjoy this day. But the world we live in, there are people who are not enjoying at the moment. They are stuck in yesterday that has been lost, or they are stuck in tomorrow that they have not even gotten to. Peace that we are talking about is peace that really grounds us into the moment. That peace that comes. And, and, and when Moses, if you remember the verse 11, what it says, but Moses said to God, who am I going to? Pharaoh, he underestimated himself. Moses was listening to God and God is sending Moses to go to, to the Pharaoh and to tell the Pharaoh that I want to get these children out of suffering in Egypt. And then Moses is saying, who am I? How many times have you felt like that? How many times have you felt like, you know, I don't have anything that I can give to the church, I can do to the ministry of the church. I don't have anything. Just, it's only me here. You feel miserable and like that. But God is reminding that you have something special that you can bring to the table to make a difference for Jesus in Zionville. I don't want you to go 
far, far to the promised land. I would like you to come closer to Zionsville. This is your mission field. What is God calling you? What kind of voice are you hearing about Zionsville? What are the challenges that we are faced with here in Zionsville? Or in Boone County, before even we go beyond Boone County? What are the things that you are hearing when you turn on the TV, if you watch TV, when you open the newspaper, when you, you, you are there, when you open your online? What do you see? What do you hear? There's this message about loving God and loving neighbor. It's a concept that we talked about during the annual conference. What does it take for us to start loving more God more deeply to a point whereby we experience our vulnerable, vulnerability before God and say, God, I don't have all that the world can measure and be appreciative of. But God, I bring just me. This is who I am with all my weaknesses, with all my strengths. God, use me as simple as I am. And God is going to use us in a certain way. And you can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. In fact, that's what he says. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. And remember where these two concepts came from. is when Jesus was challenged and was asked, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus looked at this smart guy was asking and say, it's just simple. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, but also love your neighbors. you love yourself. If you think about this statement, it means it has to start from loving yourself. We live in a world that has a lot of challenges, and the reason why we have challenges, I've come to conclude, is because we have failed to love ourselves. Because if we loved ourselves so much, we will think of loving others. So I've challenged myself, how do I love myself to a point where I can share my little love with others around me? The kind of anger, the kind of hate that I create on other people is because I hate myself. There's something inside me that I hate. And what is that that I hate? That I need to take care of so that I can be able to extend this love of God to our neighbor and to others. Moses was tending the flock, and as Moses was tending the flock, the voice that came from the burning bush was a surprise. And as Moses was trying to figure out, how do I make sense of what is happening here? I, I think God had prepared Moses for something great, something of making a difference in people who are suffering, who are going through difficulties. And I bring this to Zionsville United Methodist Church with that question, what is your mission field? What is it that God is calling you that you can be passionate about? That you can say, God, you have burdened me with this because I see my neighbor. I see people are suffering. I'm seeing some loneliness in my neighborhood. I've seen some sicknesses that are happening. I'm seeing some marriages that are struggling. I'm seeing some parenting struggles that are happening. I'm listening to the people who are dealing with unemployment, people losing resources. I can see the mission field, God, that I can bring myself into and make a difference for you. 
how I pray that as we think about Moses, we don't stay far away. So my question for you, what difference are you willing to make with your voice, the voice that you are hearing from God? What difference are you willing to make? Are you willing to serve intentionally without being forced? Are you willing to step up and say, you know what, I'm available. Lord, use me. How is God going to use you? Maybe God is going to use you to give generously, or God is going to give you some loving grace that you can share that love with others. And praying for this church, praying for the pastors, praying for the leaders, praying for this community. Maybe God has given you a gift of praying, and you are underestimating the potential that you have. You remember Moses started underestimating what he had. And Moses said, I am not the one Lord that I can go to talk to the Pharaoh. And God said, I will go with you. You will not be alone. And that's the promise that we have, brothers and sisters, that you will not go into this mission field all by yourself because God will equip you. God will walk with you. God will give you words of wisdom. God will give you resources that you need to make a difference in this church and in this community. There are many people going through challenges. Not only in this community, but around the globe. But it has taken men and women who love God, who sincerely love Jesus, who step up and say, we are going to make a difference in this community. Are you hearing God calling you to start looking at things differently? When Dyer says this about change, how does voice that we hear change what we experience. When you change the way you look at things, that moment that you start changing the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So as you were driving this morning, coming to church, I'm so sure you saw a lot of things. Uh, some people on the, the road were driving crazy. Maybe they made you crazy a little bit. Or maybe there's something that happened this morning that triggered your heart and you felt like, oh, Lord, I don't want my day to be messed up. Maybe there's something. Or something came to you that is exciting, that you said, Lord, I'm so happy. I'm thankful. I'm going to. Maybe you put the music in your car. You were driving and you were feeling God's presence walking with you. United Methodist Church, brothers and sisters, continues to challenge us to be Christ-identified. And the reason why United Methodist, we continue to be Christ-identified, is the way we show up in our neighborhoods. Our neighborhoods, they will not care so much how we talk about Jesus, or how we memorize the Bible, or how we interpret this Bible to be a holy book. Our neighborhood will know we have shown up because Christ Jesus is in us. And if you have Christ, Christ will show up with you. It's not your brain, it's your brain power. It is only God's grace that will show up with you. Are you willing to step up into this mission field? Are you one of those who are sitting on your gifts and resources that God has given you? Are you able to release yourself and say, God, I surrender all this is for you. We live in a world that is so anxious, and uh, Edwin Friedman, clear in his book, Affair of Nerve, talks about five behaviors, five characteristics of an anxious system. And this can be applicable to an anxious human being. It doesn't have to be an organization. 
human beings, myself, yourself, we tend to become reactive when we are anxious. We tend to sabotage the leaders. We tend to hide together. And sometimes we tend to blame others. We have to find someone to blame. And I tell people, when you start blaming other people, when you point fingers, point the people like these four fingers are looking at you and say, Sanita, look at yourself first. When one finger is pointing on other people, these other four fingers are saying, check on yourself before you blame others. So, we live in an anxious moment. I don't know whether it's because of COVID, what has happened in the world, whether it's the news, whether it's fake news that has caused problems. But how I pray that the peace of Christ Jesus, the God that you believe in, will always show up in your front door or in your bedroom or in your sitting room, that you experience the calmness. And this only happens when we are able to figure out how to overcome this anxiety. When we start figuring out what are the triggers, what is triggering my, my peace, what is change, challenging my peace, and start changing the perspective, the way we see things, and start talking about it, and maybe starting diving into taking care of ourselves. The church, brothers and sisters, is not about me taking you to heaven or asking you to go to heaven. I challenge you to make your neighborhoods heaven first so that you can have a foretaste of heaven. If our neighborhoods became paradise, if our neighborhoods, if our streets became heaven foretaste in this world, everyone will be excited about going to that heaven that is far, far away. Whose voice are you hearing, brothers and sisters? Then the Lord said, Verse 7, I have clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I have heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know their pain. Maybe there's someone somewhere here in Zoundsville that God is listening to and is hearing these people and is feeling to some people experiencing injustices of all kinds. And God is hearing the pain of our people in these neighborhoods. What is God calling you to become? There are a number of steps that we can take. Moses was challenged to take off his shoes because the place where he was standing was holy. And as he was challenged now, I challenge you, how can we step up in a very calm way? calm way and also by stepping to love God and loving our neighbor in a very genuine way. And as we love our neighbor, making that difference in the community in a small way, you don't have to make a big, big difference. If God blesses you, yes, go for it. But you start small. There are people who need us. We need to celebrate every Sunday morning. I always tell people, you don't go to church on a Sunday morning for one hour and you get a small, nice service and then you go home, you say, hallelujah, kumbaya, the world is good now. This keeps. I think the things that happen to God, they happen every day. 
And then Sunday morning, we bring them to the church. We say, I have 10 things I'm going to celebrate. Hallelujah. I'm going to church to celebrate. This week, the Lord has protected me. I'm alive today. I thank God for this. I am saved today. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my job. I thank God for my relatives. I thank God. We have many blessings that we can count one by one. And those are the ones we come on Sunday morning to celebrate. You remember John Wesley one time said this. John Wesley clearly said, give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God. And I care not whether they be clergymen or women. They alone will shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven upon earth. And this was written in 1700s. And we are in 2022. I can still hear God calling us to be the missionaries. You don't have to go far, far away from Zionsville to be a missionary. I'm not discouraging you from coming to Kenya to be a missionary. It would be good if you came to Kenya too. But I think if we started from Zionsville here, if we started from Lebanon, if we started to Boone County, and then we come to Indianapolis, then we come to Indiana and the United States, we have what it takes to make a difference for Jesus. The voice that you are hearing, are you hearing the heavenly kingdom proclaimed here in Zionsville? We need you. I need you as a conference superintendent. I'm sure the bishop needs you. We need you to step up so that we can make a difference for Jesus in our community. What is your mission field? What are you going to do with what you have heard today? Can you claim this peace? Peace I leave with you, John chapter 14 tells us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, I give to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. God has proclaimed giving you peace. Are you willing to claim it? Or are you going to go on your way? There are people who say, no, I can handle this. God, leave me alone. I can handle this. Uh, God is saying, I'm there. I'll continue showing up. Are you willing to use God's power to make a difference for Jesus in this community? Among young people, among students, our partnership with the school system, our partnership with the public health system, partnering with the law enforcement, partnering with all the new agencies like Frecher that you talked about. There are many organizations that need your gifts. Please step up and use your gift in making a difference for Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we are so grateful that you have called us to hear your voice and to hear the content of your voice. But Lord, you have also challenged us that you are willing to go with us in every mission field. You know these wonderful people have come here and those who are watching us. Lord, you know each one of them, their mission field. We pray that you equip them and remind them of your goodness. Even when we live in a world that is so anxious, Lord, we are reminded that your power, your Holy Spirit continues to walk with us in every step that we take. This church is here for a reason. These people are here for a reason. Because, Lord, you have seen your people in Zionsville. 
You have heard the cry of injustices. You have also, Lord, continued to look and feel the pain of our people. So, Lord, equip us so that we can make a difference. In Jesus' precious name we pray and give thanks. God, these people say amen. Amen.